This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and we're kicking off hour number one. You can take control of the airwaves via our toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The packet, 8.net toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, totally free. That is freetalklive.com. Well, the big news of the day today, at least uh, the news that we consider big, is that I don't know how is this how is this being reported in the major news? Is this big news in major in the uh, major news media, or is it just sort of a side note? I haven't heard it mentioned um, on it, like newscasts or anything like that. So, well, according to a, a federal appeals court, it's a victory for President Bush, says the Associated Press. A divided federal appeals court uh, court ruled today. That Guantanamo Bay detainees cannot use the U.S. court system to challenge their indefinite imprisonment. A Supreme Court appeal was promised, as it should be. The two-to-one decision by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit dismisses hundreds of cases filed by foreign-born detainees in federal court and also threatens to strip away court access to millions of lawful permanent residents currently in the United States. It upholds a key provision of the Military Commissions Act of 2006, which Bush pushed through uh, Congress last year to set up a Defense Department system to prosecute terrorism suspects. Now, in that one sentence, to set up a Defense Department system to prosecute terrorism suspects, they gloss over everything that the Military Commissions Act was about. In case you don't know, and it bears repeating over and over again, yeah, the Military Commissions Act of 2006 essentially legalized the torturing secret prison system that the government has been doing for the past several years. And set up secret courts that have all kinds of rules that defy habeas corpus. and um... Secret courts intended for what they call, I believe it's unlawful enemy combatants. And you, as an American person, could be labeled an unlawful enemy combatant. What does it take to be labeled an unlawful enemy combatant and be thrown into a mysterious military brig somewhere, uh, being denied access to a lawyer, denied even access to the inside of a courtroom, you uh, have denied to be... a, tr- a fair trial, a public trial, denied all of these things? What's it take? You have to be um, designated that by uh, a, a board of three people, I believe. I don't know how many are on it, but it's a panel that's uh, selected by George the president Bush. himself. So essentially, you are... You know, I mean, they, suddenly you're without the ability to get trial in the United States if the president said so. Right. This is what the Military Commissions Act of 2006 did. It also did a few other things, and uh, essentially it said that everything the government's done up until this point that you thought was illegal is no longer illegal, so we're wiping away all that as uh, things that you could possibly charge us with or bring us to court on, that sort of thing. That's all gone. And that's what they're talking about here with the Guantanamo situation. The court now upholding the Military Commissions Act saying that detainees must prove to a three-officer military panels that they don't pose a terror threat. Democrats newly in charge of Congress promised legislation aimed at giving detainees legal rights. Attorneys for detainees... Now, now why would you have to prove that you don't um, pose a threat when it's supposed to be the the burden of the legal system to prove that... But this isn't the legal system. This is extra-legal. This is outside of the legal system. This is a military justice system where the rules of the uh, American court system, American justice system, don't apply. Apparently not. Of course, there really aren't very many rules anymore that have ever really applied in the first uh, the first place. Judges in, in American courts these days seem to pretty much do whatever it is they want to do. They bar whatever testimony they want to bar. They allow what they would like to allow. It's like their little playground. 
their personal little playground and they get to wear the robe. They're in charge. So um, this isn't justice. This isn't courts. It's just a scam. And there are people's lives that are caught in the balance. People who are now there, now these judges are saying, have no recourse whatsoever. Oh, you can prove it to a three-officer military panel. Of course, I'm sure it's really easy to prove things when you don't have access to a lawyer or you can't call anybody. I'm sure it's really easy. You know, you're sitting there in Guantanamo Bay in a uh, essentially a fenced-in cell area, and I'm sure you can really gather evidence that can uh, exonerate you from that location. I'm right. sure well, that's really easy. Well, also, the evidence that they have is secret. And they don't necessarily have to give it to you. Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea behind habeas corpus is that you have to show me your evidence. Right. And well, there's none of that. It, there's no court. There's no trial. There's no process. It's just that there's a three-member military panel that you can approach and say, Hey, I'm going to prove to you that I'm an innocent man. Uh, bl- you believe Here's me, right? Here's my mom. <laughs> yeah. You, you believe me, don't you? I I had a shop back in Pakistan and a family and... Someone came around and took me off the streets, and they dumped me here. Oh, yeah? We don't believe you. Go back to your cell. Well, this doesn't all, all, only um, talk about people that are capt- uh, captured as uh, prisoners of war in this war on terror, which in, in and of itself is scary enough, because when's the war on terror? How are we going to win the war on terror? Um, you know, I mean, have we won the war on drugs or the war on poverty or the war on anything else? We can't win, and they know it. That's why they've been saying this is going to go on forever. So that's, that's scary enough, but... Um, also, what about uh, the, the American citizens that they've picked up, um, you know, and they, they call them? Well, I don't know. I don't think that was decided in this particular case. This okay. case had more to do with people in Guantanamo or anybody who's outside of the United States. Anyway, Democrat, attorneys for detainees said they'll appeal to uh, Tuesday's ruling to the Supreme Court. Uh, court. We're disappointed, said Shayana Kadil. Kadidal of the Center for Constitutional Rights, quote, the bottom line is that according to two of the federal judges, the president can do whatever he wants without any limitations so long as he does it offshore. The two judges voting, and as time goes on, it's, it's becoming clear to me that the president can do whatever he wants right here within the United States, right here in America, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, look at the, look at the way the news articles are being written about the Democrats and their little uh, resolution that they passed in the House, I think it was earlier this week or last week, you know that little non-binding resolution? The news articles, the headlines are written like, Democrats try to rein in Bush. Can the Democrats control Bush? These are questions that people are asking now instead of, (laughs) yes, they're Congress. Uh, Bush must essentially do as as they say. Uh, He's the executive branch. He's to enact the legislation that they pass. I mean, it would seem pretty cut and dry to me. I mean, when you look at the Constitution, you look at the three branches of government, the checks and balances that are supposed to be there, the way these sensationalist news articles make it sound like is that there's no such thing as a check and a balance anymore. This man, this madman Bush is out of control and Congress can't do anything about it. Look at Congress. They're so impotent. (laughs) They can't touch this president. Well, they didn't exactly... Uh, make the most powerful statement in the world. They didn't say, you will bring the troops home no, from they Iraq didn't. now. And that's more evidence that the president can do whatever it is he wants to do. It's more evidence, because they could very well have said, forget this, they're well, coming home. I don't think they could, could have gotten all of them on board, because they, they, they don't want to give a time that, frame, you know? But they still could have done that. They could have. And the fact that they didn't shows that uh, either they're being controlled, or they believe that the president really can do whatever he wants to do. 
The two judges voting with the White House, Judge Raymond Randolph and Judge David Centille, were appointed by Republicans. Reagan appointed Centille, and the first President Bush appointed Randolph. The dissenter was appointed by Clinton. White House Deputy Press Secretary Dana Perino called the decision a significant win for the administration and said the Military Commissions Act provides, quote, sufficient and fair access to courts for these <laughs> detainees. She means the special three-person military tribunal. Good enough. Isn't really a court. At the Justice Department, attorneys urged Chief Justice John Roberts to deny legal relief to Guantanamo prisoners. You know, I'm not 100% sure what we should be doing with these uh, Guantanamo uh, folks. I mean... Eh. I know that some of them are bad folks. I know that. How do you know that? Have well, you met them? They've they've gotten. It seems to me some of them have gotten out and uh, been recaptured, and so therefore wow. um, you must you know it must be that some of them were bad uh, terrorist type folks from the get go. The kind of people that we're fighting. So mm-hmm. um, what do you want to what, what do you want to do when you capture them? Shoot them all in the head? I I don't think we want to do that. Um, so I mean you know prisoners of war in any kind of conflict are uh, a reality, but. In this conflict here, we, you know, the United States seems to get there and stay there now. Yeah. Um, you know, we're in 131 uh, member states of the, U- the UN now. Um, I well, mean, first of all, I don't believe the government when they tell me that they've recaptured somebody being bad. Again, I just don't believe what they have to say. Again, they've never proven any of it in any court anywhere, so I don't trust what they have to say. As far as I'm concerned, the solution is you let these guys go, give them a cash settlement or something like that so they can at least get some sort of compensation for the uh, years of their lives that were stolen from them, and then cross your fingers and hope they don't bomb the United States. Well, if we stay to their country, chances are good if they got a cash settlement that they would probably leave us alone. I think you're right about that. 800-259-9231. More about the uh, significant decision today by the federal courts. Your rights are being destroyed. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features completely free. Get signed up for the updates, and we'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. That's updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list, updates.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. 1-800-259-9231. Talking about the bad news that came out of Washington today, a 2-1 decision by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit dismisses hundreds of cases Filed by foreign-born detainees in federal court, also threatens to strip away court access to millions of lawful permanent residents currently in the United States. The Military Commissions Act being upheld uh, in significant portion by this particular court. The, it's, the decision is going to be appealed. Essentially, it's backing up the president, essentially saying that these guys we've got down in Guantanamo, they can uh, just stay there and can't do anything about it. There's apparently some military tribunal that they can put themselves in front of. Of course, they don't have access to a lawyer. They don't have access to a body of evidence. They don't have anything. I mean, it's just terrible what's going on here. And how anybody could possibly cheer this on in a country that is supposed to be pri- it's supposed to pride itself on it, the best justice system in the world. Well, apparently, we won't extend that... Uh, goodness to anybody else not that i think the justice system's that great here but it is supposed to be better than others the the biggest concern i have of the military commissions act 2006 was um that 
was it 2006? Yeah. Was that uh, it allows American citizens to be designated as enemy combatants. That's um, true. Now, when it comes to, I mean, here the bigger issue is foreign policy. Uh, do you agree with America's uh, adventurism, you know, worldwide? Do you agree with uh, us, you know, being in the Middle East, that kind of thing? And then if you agree yes with it or no against it, then it's sort of that's sort of where it all comes into play, you know, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to this is wrong and this is how we fix it. Do you understand your solution, is, um, which is give them a uh, you know a, a cash settlement and uh, let them go and then get the heck out of uh, the Middle East and every other country worldwide. Yeah, bring, it, bring the troops home. Is a very it's, it's a very sweeping change as opposed to what we're doing here specifically is wrong. And I I don't know what we should be doing here. If we do find an enemy combatant, a uh, a terrorist, uh, an Al Qaeda member, what do we do with this person? Put a bullet in their head? I mean, it seems like... Well, where uh, would you be finding them? I don't know. Um, how would you... I, I would assume through investigation, intelligence work. I mean, uh, that... Uh, well, if you found this person and you've Iraq, done investigation, then you must have some sort of evidence against them, in which case you should bring them to a trial. But we, we, we have never given trials to um, enemies in wartime. This isn't a war. But I, I just... Well, see, you're trying to justify in your head all of this extra constitutional stuff that's going on. I mean, the fact is... Everything that this country is doing today is not justifiable by the Constitution of the United States. They're breaking all of their own rules, which is what government does. Government gets bigger, government gets more oppressive, government gets more expensive, and government uh, just gets worse and worse over time. And so government's doing what it should be expected to do. The people aren't doing what they should be doing, and that is standing up against it. So there's no way to really understand or to make right what it is this government's doing. Uh, it's just bad, and it needs to be stopped. I mean, the, the best way to make it right is to end it. Not only just bring the troops home, but also just, as far as I'm concerned, end the government. It's useless and dangerous. It's a, it, Governments are the biggest threat to humanity that mankind has ever known. And we, I think it's time... I would agree with you on that. It. I just don't think that you're going to find a situation where you're not going to have government. And well, I, know, I understand that uh, that government's always been there for you, Mark, but that doesn't mean that it can't go away in the future. I think that uh, mankind has now progressed to the point where we can communicate enough with one another. Uh, the marketplace has progressed to the point where we uh, can understand and uh, and eventually, hopefully, come to the agreement that an agency with a monopoly on coercive force is not something we want to have in our lives. Well, you don't propose... Um Doing away, you know, doing away with government completely. You yes, propose, I do propose. You that. propose um, voluntary sorts of governing, uh, contracts, self-governing. Yeah, mm-hmm. contracts that uh, exchange defense, private for, property. Private uh, property. Al- private property allows individuals to set whatever rules they would like on their property. So they would have their own essentially private law, and there would be competing forms of private law. In that, uh, Walmart, for instance, wants to allow some of its business uh, some of its clients to camp out in its parking lot that's their parking lot they can set the rules uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kmart may not want that sort of thing going on in their parking lot just one example of competition in, in private law uh, a simple example it would be that times a thousand uh, that's what I'm talking about I I understand and um, you know but it 
you, you, you'd make contracts with defense agencies in case somebody else who wants to take over your private property by, by force. Mm-hmm. And so there you are exchanging, um, you know, you, and, and that defense agency would get something out of the deal. And you yeah. probably sign a contract that says that I'll conduct myself in um, certain probably, ways yeah. on, you know. And it'd be cheap, 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 too, because if you think about it, in a, uh, in a free market world, there would be very little violence because we'd be ending the war on drugs. The government, of course, would be uh, gone, so government violence would be out of, the, uh, out of the picture. And a lot of people would probably be armed, so if anybody actually tried to rob someone or harm someone or rape somebody, the odds that they would get shot in return for their attempt would be fairly high. So like we currently have in states where there are very few gun laws, very, there's also very little violence in those states, we would continue to see that trend. And so defense agencies would have very little to do most of the time. And since uh, in, an, in an insurance business, which is what it would essentially be, in an insurance business where you're very rarely getting claims, there's very low overhead, so you wouldn't have to charge very much for that service. It'd well, be darned affordable. Uh, violence would still occur. I mean, you Not know, very often. Humans commit violence. Sure they do. Um, but they usually that's why, uh, our prison, that's why our jails have people in them. They frequently commit violence because there's very little punishment for it. There's very little. Uh, I mean, yeah, I you disagree. throw somebody in a in a cell if they get caught, but if you don't get caught, then you could possibly um, profit from I, that violence. I understand. Um, I, I disagree. I think that people don't uh, that commit violence either don't care about getting caught or yeah. don't intend to get caught. Well, and the fact is, Mark, that violence occurs in uh, New York City, Washington D.C., Los Angeles. The violence mostly occurs in areas where uh, there's bigger government and uh, more concentrations of uh, people and gun laws. I would agree. So, you again, you would agree that if we get rid of the gun laws, then there's inevitably going to be less and drug uh, laws. violence and get rid of the, the drug laws. So there. I don't know if we've sort of gone off track from this Military Commissions Act thing. Um, at issue, about 395 detainees are being currently held in the military base of Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. The first prisoners arrived more than five years ago. At issues, the right of habeas corpus, a basic tenet of the Constitution protecting detainees from unlawful imprisonment. Twice before, the Supreme Court ruled that that right gave Guantanamo detainees full access to courts. But in their latest ruling last June, justices suggested the president could ask Congress for more anti-terrorism authority, prompting passage of the Military Commissions Act that in part stripped federal court review. Randolph, writing for the majority, said new commission, the new Commissions Act clearly blocked court access and was constitutional because, quote, a foreign entity without property or presence in this country has no constitutional rights. And unfortunately, he's wrong because the Constitution and the Bill of Rights exists to outline rights that people have by virtue of them being people, not because the Constitution granted them the rights. We'll explain more on the way. 800-259-9231. How wrong these federal judges are. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. You take control. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. And that does include the wiki, over a thousand pages created by listeners like you. It's it's, uh, the listener-editable version of our website. See what I mean by going to wiki.freetalklive.com. That's W-I-K-I. 
freetalklive.com and what's your liberty issue is it taxes register now for the february 2007 new hampshire liberty forum speakers to include christopher gronsky the new hampshire coordinator for the we the people congress and a taxpayer activism panel freestateproject.org slash liberty forum for more information and to get registered that's freestateproject.org slash liberty forum we're going to be broadcasting live in case you don't know the liberty forum is this weekend so you should get registered now while you still can uh, I believe the Badnarik thing, like right now, Tuesday, is the last day you can actually get tickets for the Michael Badnarik dinner because they have to get information as far as who wants what, the the cooks, the chef, that sort of thing. So after today, that's done. Um, time's running out. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. And the Stossel dinner is sold out, but we have a very special announcement no, coming we, up. We don't have a, no, we don't have an announcement. Yeah, we do. It's, it's only for our Internet listeners. So if you're not listening on the Internet, then I'm confused. I'm yeah, sorry. You shouldn't be doing that. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know the internet, me, everybody. You let me handle the special announcements, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Talking about the Military Commissions Act, federal court ruling two to one today, an appeals court, US Court of Appeals for the DC Circuit. It's going to be uh, by the way, this case is going to be appealed to the Supreme Court, essentially saying that well, I'll read it uh, the the majority opinion. Judge Randolph said that the new Commissions Act clearly blocked court access for the detainees in Guantanamo and around the world and was constitutional because, quote, a foreign entity without property or presence in this country has no constitutional rights. Now, rights are things that people have inherently by virtue of being people. And well, the, yes, but constitutional rights are rights that are outlined um, by the Constitution and enforceable. And I would think that the Constitution really only... Um, constitutional rights are rights that are outlined by the Constitution, so the government understands the rights that people have, so it doesn't violate those rights. The rights that all people have, not just people who were born and bred within the boundaries of America. Yeah, it doesn't. I understand what you're saying. I concur that all people around the world have the same rights that Americans have. Some of them um, live under governments that don't recognize those rights, but they still have those rights. I Correct. concur with that. My question is: Is it's jurisdictional? Does the United States Supreme Court have any jurisdiction over what the Army of the United States or the military of the um, United States does? outside of the borders of the United States. You would think it would. I mean, it's still the it's still an arm of the government. It's just outside of the United States at the time. These arguments are creative but not cogent, says the judge. To accept them would be to defy the will of Congress, as though 400-something people can have a will together. Uh, I don't understand how that works, but... Yo, know, to accept the arguments would be to uh, to reassure people that they still have rights, and you've essentially uh, ruled against them. You've ruled against rights for people that aren't inside America, and it's only going to be a matter of time before you rule against the rights of the people here in America, which they've ruled against in the past, just not as uh, as heavily as they're doing now. In dissent, Judge Rogers says the cases should proceed. She argued the military hearings known as the Combat Status Review Tribunals, or CSRTs, deprive detainees of critical due process rights provided by the Constitution by putting the legal burden on detainees to prove they aren't terrorist threats. Quote, district courts are well able to adjust these proceedings in light of the government's significant interests in guarding national security. More significant still, continued detention may be justified by a CSRT on the basis of evidence resulting from torture. 
Under the Commissions Act, the government may indefinitely detain foreigners who have been designated as so-called enemy combatants and authorizes the CIA to use aggressive but undefined interrogation tactics. Translation, torture. A spokeswoman for Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Patrick Leahy said he had prioritized a bill that would restore detainees' legal rights, noting that some 12 million lawful permanent residents currently in the United States could also be stripped of rights, I guess because they weren't born here. Leahy was referring to the case of Ali Saled Kala Almari, citizen of Qatar, who was arrested in 2001 as an enemy combatant while studying in the United States. The Justice Department says the commission's now, law... I, now that I disagree with. Once you've got them, on, once they're on American soil, um, it seems clear to me that they have the, 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 they have the rights, the constitutionality. Well, why is it so? Uh, why is it unclear when you're talking about a mile outside of American soil? Why is it unclear when you're still in the water on the beach? Jurisdiction, I guess, is what it's unclear. There's no such thing as jurisdiction. It's a yeah, fantasy. I understand it's a fantasy, but uh, you know the the court operates inside that fantasy and. The court has uh, jurisdiction over all of the arms of the government, and therefore the government should behave the same way whenever it's somewhere else as they would with its own people. But if the government's at war, the court... It's not at war. There hasn't been a declaration of war. I understand. Again, we're outside of the Constitution. We, we are way outside of the Constitution. That's why we have the problems. And Yes. I, well, I'm not supporting anything here, Ian. All I'm saying is this is muddled and weird. I don't know what to do about it. I don't know what stance to take besides yours. I agree we should pull all the troops back in um, from the 131 UN nations that we're in currently, put them inside American soil, and apologize to the world and the Middle East specifically and the people of Iraq even more specifically and um, the prisoners yeah. that we have. I think that a cash settlement, would, a small cash settlement, would set them up nicely in some little uh, convenience store there in Qatar. Uh, they'd be fine. And, you know, but beyond that, I don't know what I think. I don't know how the uh, how the court should have reacted in this partic- particular situation. 1-800-259-9231 if you can uh, make some suggestions for Mark. The Military Commissions Act is a dangerous and misguided law that undercuts our freedoms and assaults our Constitution by removing vital checks and balances designed to prevent government overreaching and lawlessness, according to Leahy. Uh, Senator John Cornyn from Texas, who helped draft the new commission law, heralded the ruling as respecting the will of Congress. He said, the detainees held at Guantanamo, uh, Guantanamo Bay do not have an unfettered constitutional right. In fact, the legal and humane actions of the U.S. government stand in stark contrast to our al-Qaeda enemies who since, behead those they capture. Since it was the Republican um, Congress that uh, passed the Military Commissions Act of 2006, mm-hmm. couldn't the new, improved Congress um, overrule the do-nothing Congress? Supposedly. And, that's why Leahy's got a bill that's going to restore the detainees' legal rights. Okay. That's what they're trying to do. But this guy, this John Cornyn... He's saying that, uh, oh, well, what we do is just so humane in comparison to al-Qaeda, so you should, be, you should feel good about the fact that we're locking men in we're, prison cells. In we're some, better than terrorists. Yeah, we're, you, sh- you should feel good that we're locking anonymous people in prison cells some, at some random places around the world. That should make you feel safe, America. I, I would like to think that the American government is a lot better than a bunch of terrorists, not a little better. I don't think they're very much better at all. In fact, I would say that uh, we all have a lot more to fear from the American government from the United States government than we uh, than we do from any terrorist organization. In fact, I would suggest they're the biggest group of terrorists that there is. Let's go to the phones and talk to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, John. Hi, Mark. Hi, Ian. Hey there, hey. sir. Thanks for your patience. What's on your mind? All right. Uh, yeah, I, um, you guys uh, frequently talk about uh, various forms of activism 
including political, which might be very well represented at the uh, Liberty Forum. Yes, sir. And uh, other types of activism, which might not be so well represented there. Uh, Something that doesn't get uh, mentioned often are artists and musicians. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have begun a project here in New Hampshire. Um, I don't have a lot. I I write a little bit of music and try to do the best I can with it. And um, I don't have a lot of material, so I threw it wide open to say, you know, other artists, artists that are here, or 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 uh, talking about freedom messages, to please join me on that CD. On uh, on what CD? Just with folks here in New Hampshire, we've already got uh, four or five artists who are. Uh, probably more competent than I am. When you say to, CD, do you mean civil disobedience or compact? Oh, disc? I mean, I mean uh, music CD. So you're actually putting together a like a pro freedom, uh, pro liberty music. music CD the compilation. Music, and my my whole point of it is to, to tell artists that. What I want to do, actually, John, if you'll hold on, I want you to give out your contact information so any music uh, musicians interested could get in uh, get in with you on this. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. We have been jockeying, by the way, um, between first and second place, I think, over the last 24 hours on the Podcast Alley charts. And the reason why we're up so high is because you guys are voting for us. And that's good. The last time I looked, we were at number one. But yesterday, we were at number two. So it's a tenuous lead at best. Right. And we need your help. Uh, we need your vote. Please go to your computer and go to vote.freetalklive.com. We need a moment. Many people went and voted um, when we asked them to yesterday. Right. So if you didn't get to it yesterday, please. Go to vote.freetalklive.com now and vote. We Makes a big vote. difference. Uh, all you need your email address. It'll take you less than a minute's time. Very easy to do. And it helps keep us in that top ten chart. It helps keep us currently at number one. And that's where we mm-hmm. need to stay all month long. So vote.freetalklive.com. If you've already voted, send an instant message to a few friends or uh, send out an email to uh, some family members and friends and ask them to vote as well. It won't take them very long. and It makes a big difference. And if you've already voted, thank you. Indeed. And more people, of course, see us if we're in the top ten. If we're number one, the most people see us, and more new people listen to the show, thereby finding, uh, finding the message of freedom and liberty. So if that's important to you, vote.freetalklive.com. Does your company have a bunch of unpaid receivables just sitting out there? Try SACL CAI. They do collections, and they do it in a whole new way. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. They record every customer interaction, so you can check their work. Let SACL CAI handle any or all of your accounts receivable needs. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support FTL. As we go back to John in New Hampshire, you're back on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Now, John, you had started out your call by telling us that, well, we know, um, if you've heard John on the show before, you know he is a, a musician, a pro-liberty-minded musician. And apparently you've been working on, uh, or you've been trying to network with other pro-freedom-oriented musicians as well in order to put together a, well, liberty-oriented CD. A music CD, and sure. so I wanted to see if maybe you'd want to share some contact information to the variety of musicians that might happen to be listening to the show right now who might want to get in touch with you uh, to get in on this. Well, as it happens, I I I, uh, I work on some a few things, and I've got five songs that are pretty solidly that I'm comfortable with recording, and I probably have ten that I work on, but five that I'm comfortable working with. And some folks have asked me to uh, put out a music CD. And I'm saying, you know, this is 
gone, uh, and I do this, I've done a protest in front of a, a prison, both here in New Hampshire and down in Connecticut when Lauren was there. Mm-hmm. I wrote songs for these people, and so therefore it gets some attention, and people say, yeah, John, are you going to put out a CD or not? And I say, well, you know, how are you going to put out a CD with just a few songs? And I said, darn, why does, that, why does one CD have to be just one artist? There's a sure. whole bunch of people, and I know it darn well. And, and and something that's actually not a big trouble, but troubles me a little bit, knowing that there are artists um, who are creating this stuff. But where is it? It's great to have it in your heart. It's great to have it in your mind. It's great to share it with your friends. It needs to be published in some way. And I don't know how to go about doing that, and I need help from my friends. So I've gone on to nhfree.com, where else to go, right? Right. There's... there's there's the network. There's the people. So under underground projects, I've announced. And and prior to that, by the way, I ran into a friend of mine who's who's over on the seacoast, runs a sound system at the church every single week. Mm-hmm. Does the feet, you know, the food programs for the homeless and all this stuff. Volunteer type of guy. He said to me, independent of my ever telling anybody that this is something that I was working towards, he said, John, if you ever, if you ever want to record this stuff. Uh, come over to the church. We can do that there. That's pretty another cool. Another guy up in Pembroke, uh, Kevin. He's, he's I think got a recording studio on his home. Right on. It's the more I think, the more you put this out there, the more uh, interesting people are going to network with you on this. And so, if people want to get in touch with you, John, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, go to go to nhfree.com and go to underground projects. That's currently, in the forum at uh, at nhfree.com. That's, yeah, and currently it's happening under. Jeez, uh, I don't even know what I have the title as. Uh, do you have an email address? It's a you... voluntary CD project, I think, is what I have it called. But do you have an email the... address, though, John, that might be easy to give out? Is that something that you could do, or is that not something you're comfortable with? Uh, I'm not a big Internet guy. Okay, fair I enough. Do, I do all my stuff on the... the uh, all, uh, my suggestion, though, is that the easier you make it for people to find you, the more likely people are going to find you. I mean, essentially what you're asking them to do now is go to a website, go I'd to the forum... Like, Ian, I'd be more likely to give my phone call. That's how... That's how internet uh, savvy I am. I got gotcha. you, and, and that isn't really going to work all that well. Probably but not. Under under uh, under the NH Free, uh, going to the forum and going to the underground project. And your name on the forum is jo- is John, I think, right? It's just John. Yeah, John. So there you go. It's easy easy to find once you get hey, to the forum, Ian, John. Yes, sir. How, Ian, that's how internet savvy I am. When it said username, yeah, I keep said it John. simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man, <laughs> and good luck with this. Uh, I hope it hey, I hope thanks. it works and, out. Thanks, John. And, and I look forward to seeing you guys next weekend. I'll see you this weekend, actually. Uh, thanks yeah, for the call, weekend, man. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He'll probably be the guy with the guitar. Yeah. Chances uh, are good. Yep. Generally, when you see John, you see a guitar. Thank you, John. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number for you. Mark, you've got an email accusing me of being a hypocrite. What's going on? I'll tell you. If it's certainly possible. Any Anytime you want to get your email read, just uh, insult us in the uh, title. Yeah, that's it's good way to do it. During the last segment of Saturday's show, this is from uh, some word I can't pronounce, Cyphase. Okay. During the last segment of Saturday's show, while you guys were talking to Barry Cooper, Ian came out against people who are complaining that Barry's is charging for his information. Well, if it's yeah, o- I did. Well, if it's okay for Barry to charge for his information, why isn't it okay for people to charge for information about how to get around taxes or get rid of Social Security numbers? Ian has said several times that if those people really want to help others, they'll give out their information for free. So what's your position, Ian? Should Barry and others charge or not? 
If Barry should charge and the tax SSN people shouldn't, okay, what's all the right, difference? All right, all right. I, I know where... Ian doesn't want to force anyone either way. I'm just asking for an I, I explanation see where he's from. to his Here's possible hypocrisy. Simple explanation. If you've ever looked at these tax freedom uh, websites, if you've ever even looked into these concepts, the theories that are out there, the people that are selling these ideas, you'll see that there's no one who's selling any of it for under 100 bucks. There's nobody who's selling it within reach of, of anybody uh, who just wants to throw down a few dollars to see what the information is. Mm-hmm. You have to spend 300 700 $3,000. I mean, I've seen all sorts of price points for this tax, so-called tax freedom information. The secret to getting your name off of the IRS tax rolls. The secret to abolishing your citizenship or whatever it is that they're selling. Uh, there's, there's just, it's just extreme. I mean, somebody was selling a CD-ROM for six hundred dollars. Mm, it's uh, a good so, CD-ROM. So when, you, when I see prices like that, I just immediately think scam. It doesn't cost six hundred dollars. The little skin flint in you gets all riled yeah, up and it's, mad. It's a scam artist. It doesn't cost six hundred dollars to manufacture a CD and put together a, a, a booklet. Okay, that's that's uh, maybe fifty cents, maybe a dollar at most. So it's an issue of degrees for, for you. It's yeah. Well, Barry's got his DVD on sale for twenty four ninety nine, which I actually consider a little bit high priced. Yeah, like nineteen ninety nine might have been where um, we fell, but you know, I think he'll he... sell more at nineteen ninety nine. But I don't know what his costs are like. I don't know what he's right. got a fulfillment company. Somebody's burning those discs for him. He's not doing it in his living right. room. Right, it can't be cheap. Right, so he's got overhead. He's got shipping costs. That's understandable. And it's sort of how um, pricing should work. Um, somebody should be comfortable with a price, and then you should charge a little more than that. And that's how a price. Should be right. Uh, so I had no real objection to what Barry Cooper was charging. It's it's a huge disparity to go from 19.99 or 25 bucks for valuable information to 700 dollars. Well, I can tell you. I can tell you one thing. Um, you know, to address Cyphase's issue, if Barry's uh, CD was 700 dollars, he wouldn't have been on the show. There you go. Exactly right. And if one of these tax freedom so-called people, these uh, kooks, the patriot, so patriots, as Mark uh, Stevens calls them, P-A-Y-T-R-I-O-T-S, these are people that just want to profit off of uh, people that want to get out of the tax system. Well, many of them have called the show and given information for free and posted on our BBS. And those kind of aren't the people no, who they are, are running those websites. They- and, and also, Barry Cooper's giving out plenty of his information for free. I mean, we touched on a number of the things that he talks about in his video mm-hmm. on the air on Free Talk Live. It's a great video. It's well produced. He's got a newsletter where he gives out information as well. Um, he's a stand-up guy, as far as I can tell. He's not a scam artist. And so that's really what my objection is with the, with the tax freedom people. If somebody came out with a $20 package that essentially uh, gave valuable information about getting out of taxes, I'd support it. If it was really... Would you put him on the air and let him talk about it? Well, I don't know. Maybe. It depends. If they sent me one and it was worth talking about, and that's what Barry did. He Barry sent did us the DVD. Sa- absolutely. He sent us one. We had scheduled him to be on, but we could have very well you know, said, no, sorry, this was, uh, this isn't what we're interested in, and we could have waved him off. Exactly. Now, um, what about 50 bucks? It depends on the information. You send me the information. I'll look at it. I'll determine whether it's worth $50 or not. If it's worth $50, we'll talk about it. Barry's DVD was worth 25 bucks for somebody who's brand new into the world of marijuana or drug usage and hiding things in the car. It's a it's a beginner's DVD, but there's a lot of good information in there. Any as one well. of those nuggets could have sa- could save you from getting busted and right. getting saved and save getting saved from being busted for twenty five dollars is worth it. 
Yeah, so it's really a more of a disparity in uh, what they're offering, what they're claiming to have, and the price that's being uh, put on it. I hope that makes it clear for him. 800-259-9231. On the way, an attorney genital makes a uh, big mistake. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves as we launch into hour number two. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. They're on us. That is freetalklive.com. Well, there's news after the Hurricane Katrina Rita debacle, Mississippi. Something's been going on down there with the insurance companies, Mark. I don't mm-hmm. know if you caught wind of this, but apparently Mississippi Attorney General Jim or I mean Attorney General Jim Hood <laughs> said he'll seek legislation aimed at blocking State Farm Insurance Company from refusing to write new homeowners and commercial policies in the hurricane battered state. Essentially, what has happened was that uh, State Farm, Mississippi's largest homeowner insurer, said re- said Wednesday that it had had enough of the untenable legal and political climate in the state and is suspending writing new homeowners and commercial policies. The company said the suspension would begin Friday and continue until the business climate in the state is more palatable. And who can blame them when they're going to be when they're being treated like this by the uh, by Jim Hood, the attorney general. Hood's plan would require any company that writes automobile insurance in Mississippi and also writes homeowners policies in other states to offer homeowners and commercial properties throughout Mississippi. Hood says his plans modeled after actions taken by the state of Florida. Our former stomping ground, Florida's legislation primarily deals with preventing policy cancellations and non-renewals, but Hood said a model could be crafted to force companies to write new policies. Well, can he can he force them to write new policies at a certain? Is he for, going to force them to write new policies at a certain rate? Because they could just offer homeowner policies for at a some, million dollars yeah, a some, year, some huge amount. Um, I'll tell you that some of the rates have been really high. Well, um, I've still got a house in Florida. Considering what he's talking about here, I mean, the attitude of this guy. We can force these companies to do this. I'm sure he could. He thinks he can force them to write it at um, maximum. You know, having a maximum rate set. Hood said of State Farm, quote, we're looking at a robber baron in the face that's trying to make an example of Mississippi. State Farm spokesperson Phil Supple said Friday that Hood's rhetoric, including his comparison of State Farm to a robber baron, is a remarkable response to what was purely a business decision. He says it does underscore the legal and political challenges we face in Mississippi. We're not trying to pick a fight. We're trying to serve our existing customers. Hood says he's arguing, or excuse me, he's urging Governor Haley Barbour to ex- uh, to issue an executive order that would force the insurer to continue writing policies until the Mississippi legislature can deal with the issue, meaning passing some sort of law that would mandate that, uh, as they put it, any insurer who writes auto policies, who also writes homeowners policies in other states, would be forced to accept new homeowners uh, in the state of Mississippi. And that's just wrong. I mean, what it's going to do, is, as, it, as the article will point out, it's driving companies out of Florida. It's just going to drive companies out of Mississippi. They're just going to say, you know what? We've got other states that will let us do our business yeah, the way this, we want to do it. This auto policy thing isn't that great anyway. Uh, we're out of here. Yep. See you later. Then what are you going to do? Are you going to write a law, Mr. Hood? What about all the people that are employed uh, with State Farm in, 
in Mississippi that are going to lose their jobs because of this guy's legislation. I don't know. That's uh, that would be a tragedy. That, uh, I'm, I'm not would. saying that it necessarily is going to happen. State that's Farm, if they leave. State Farm may very well bow to his uh, uh, demands. It doesn't sound like they want to. It doesn't sound like they're going to. It sounds like they're pretty serious about this. And I hope they don't bow to their demands. Of course, actually, as it turns out, they won't have to because the governor says, or at least at this point, they're not going to have to. The governor's not going to write the executive order. Barbour said he's not going to. Quote, having considered my statutory and constitutional emergency powers, including the statute you cited in your letter, Mr. Hood, I have no authority to force a private company to sell its products in the state of Mississippi. 1-800-259-9231. Do you think that this is legislation that should be passed? Do you feel like the government should be able to force a company to do business within its state borders? Do you think that because that's essentially what he's saying? He's saying that okay, well the company's already here, so now we're going to force them to sell a specific type of product. Well, we don't want to offer that product for sale anymore. That's like that's like the attorney general saying to McDonald's, uh, "Oh, you took the, uh, the, the the what's the rib sandwich? The McRib? McRib? Don't they bring that back from time to time?" Yes. Okay, you've taken the McRib off your menu, McDonald's, and, uh, you know, I really liked that. That's a really tasty sandwich, so I'm going to issue an executive order that man- uh, that mandates that you and McDonald's have to start selling the McRib again, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, you just you can't do that. I understand government's got its little regulatory fingers and it gets into all sorts of things, but one of the things they can't really do at this point is force an industry, force a business owner to uh, to Offer sell a, a particular product or yeah. service. It's absurd. By the way, Hood is a Democrat and Barbour is a Republican and both happen to be seeking re-election this year. Mm. Barbour has criticized Hood for uh, suing insurance companies since Katrina. State Farm's announcement about not writing new policies comes two weeks before candidates' qualifying deadline in Mississippi. Hood's plan prompted criticism from other Mississippi officials who say that the Florida legislation it's based on is driving insurers out of that state. Lee Harrell, Mississippi's deputy insurance commissioner, says Florida did something similar, and we're seeing companies leave Florida daily. Bob Lotane, spokesman for the Florida Office of Insurance Regulation, said the portion of the Florida legislation that Hood cited as a model takes effect in 2008. He says it will have a very limited effect on insurers in Florida because there are few companies that refuse to write homeowner policies in Florida while writing them in other states and selling a large number of auto policies. Robert Hartwig, but... it. Even though it might have a very limited effect initially, it's still going to put a bit of a chill on the industry. There are still going to be companies that are going to be paying attention to this saying, oh, that's what you're going to do, huh? Nice. So we're not uh, going to be affected by this yet, but if we decide to stop selling our insurance, then you're going to come jump down our throats, too. Vice President and Chief Economist for the Insurance Information Institute, Robert Hartwig in New York, an industry-funded group, says Hood's proposal isn't likely to succeed in compelling State Farm to continue writing new homeowner policies. Automobile insurance isn't profitable enough to offset losses in the sale of homeowner insurance in a hurricane-vulnerable region, so the company might be inclined to stop selling auto policies if they must also sell homeowner insurance policies there. So essentially just saying, hey, this auto insurance thing isn't what it's cracked up to be. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do if State Farm just pulls out of Mississippi entirely? What, are you going to lobby the federal government to pass a law to mandate (laughs) that they come back? 
A spokesperson for State Farm said earlier that the, um, that the decision was to stop writing policies in Mississippi was due in part to a wave of litigation the company has encountered since Katrina, which struck on August 29, 2005. The litigation has included a recent federal jury's $2.5 million punitive damage award to a couple who sued State Farm for refusing to cover the Katrina storm surge damage to their Biloxi home. U.S. District Judge, and that's probably because they didn't have uh, flood insurance. Right. Well, the 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 big problem that uh, State Farm has is that they were covering people for wind damage, but they weren't covering people for flood damage mm-hmm. um, in these policies. And you know, I I, I got to say that most people don't really know what they're getting covered for when they get homeowners insurance. They just sure. want to be covered. Hey, my house has just gotten destroyed. I'd like a check, please. Right. I was paying all along for you know my house to be covered, and I'd like a check now. Um. So. Uh, I've got to say that these insurance companies aren't as clear as they could be, but at the same time... But they also have to cover their butts because the government mandates and has so many mandates and so many regulations on them. So I understand both sides of it. I see where you're coming from on that, but... You know, there's nothing. Nothing's going to happen here. Hook, but Mississippi attorney, mandated that anybody who was covered for wind be covered for this hurricane damage. After most, the fact? Yeah. Oh, boy. Hood sued uh, State Farm and several other major, uh, major insurers less than a month after Katrina for the company's refusal to cover more than $2 billion in damages. The company and Hood reached a settlement in which State Farm agreed to pay about $80 million to some 600 policyholders. Policyholders' attorneys had included, uh, has accused State Farm of pressuring engineers to change their conclusions about whether wind or water was responsible for storm damage so claims could be denied. Insurers say their policies cover damage from wind but not rising water including wind-driven surge. Now, of course, the rising water wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the Army Corps of Engineers. Uh, okay, actually, that was that was uh, not Mississippi. That was New Orleans, so never mind that. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You take control of the airwaves. Let's go to Martin in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Martin. Hey, gentlemen. Let me just say what an honor it is to once again be on the uh, number one podcast in the world. Well, thank you, Martin. What's on your mind tonight? I was on a ski trip over the weekend and stuck in a condo with one of my wife's, uh, what I can only assume would be a socialist friend. Okay. Uh, The discussion turned to Walmart, and I would like you guys uh, to critique my argument back with her. Excellent. We'll do that here in moments. Hang on. 800-259-9231. Love duking it out with the socialists. God, I want to sell Walmart some commercials. 800-259-9231. Have you called him yet? I wouldn't even know where to start. Well... Pick up the phone. That helps. More on the way. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features completely free. Archives included. You know those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to their websites, including their archives? We give it away. An entire year's worth of the show. Not some piddly one-show freebie or a one-hour freebie or anything like that. A year's worth. Free. Front page of the site. Go download them. freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or a living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. LegalZoom.com. Let's go back to Martin in Michigan. Now, Martin, you said you uh, had a conversation with a rabid socialist recently about Walmart, and you wanted to go over it with us. What happened? Well, um, I sat and I listened to this uh, this chick talking, and... uh 
It's always the college ones that usually are so full of the misinformation when it comes to freedom. Yep, that, there's actually a, a conversation going on with uh, my girlfriend, Julia. She's been trading emails back and forth with some socialist, just another rabid one, uh, that he just he's in college and he loves going to college and he swears he didn't get his ideas from his professors. He thinks it's all his own ideas. It's amazing. Well, th- this chick got all her ideas and uh, her argument was backed up by the fact that um, she did a paper on Walmart for one of her classes. Okay. So, you know, there's no facts there. But uh, anyway, her main argument, I'd like you guys to tell me if I handled this right. Her main argument was they take advantage of their workers. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I asked her, of course, to uh, cite some examples of that. And the one that she kept going back to was they forced them to work 39 hours so they don't have to pay them benefits. Now, my response to this is, if they forced them to work 39 hours, yet every day those people went home and chose to come back, how is that force? It's you know, not. I've got to say, I've got to say that uh, that's exactly the uh, response I would have used. Look, um, as reprehensible as I think it is that uh, Walmart would dangle, um, you know, benefits in front of these people and then not give it to them, um, you know, by not letting them work a full 40 hours. I don't think that's accurate. Either. I don't think it necessarily is. Um, you know, you'd have, you'd I have don't to know sh- for sure. You have to show show me that, and I don't know. But um, t- that would be reprehensible behavior to keep your most of your staff at 39 hours so that you don't have to give benefits. Right. But at the same time, um, that staff's clearly not demanding to be – they must be getting compensated in some other manner that is sufficient to them. They're still there. They could go across they're the street not just to Target. Still th- they're not just still there. Just like he says, every day they come to work. Yep. I mean, they, it's not like they're stuck there. They're not chained there. Every day they get in some little conveyance and, and, and depart the parking lot and then return the next day. I mean, there's usually other stores in the vicinity of Walmart. There's other places they could be going to work at. They're not being forced uh, with chains and a whip to stay there. I mean, it's well, absurd. Then- she gave me the argument, of course, that, well, sometimes that's the only place that these people can work. I don't believe it for a moment. And, and, you know, if they were being forced to work 39 hours, which I don't think anyone is forced to do anything in nope. life, but if that were to happen, uh, my, my thing is, in some situations, that would be a good thing. Say, for example, I work at a store like Walmart, and my wife carries the benefits, so I'm not worried about benefits. Maybe I want to work as many hours as they'll let me work. Mm-hmm. Because I don't need benefits. That should be up to me, not not a uh, general policy of whatever lawmakers that forces them to do something. And then, you know, I think you guys have covered this before. I think you said once uh, when you were working at Kmart, once you got to 40 hours, they don't they don't want you to work anymore because they'd have to pay you time and a half. That's correct. But if I want to work 50 at at my time, instead of going and getting an extra another job at 10 up for to pick up that uh, 10 hours a week. Why can't I just continue to work there without receiving time and a half? That would be a federal government law, I believe. Right. And uh, I wish you could do that. I wish you could say, hey, man, I don't want the overtime. I just want to work. Uh, but you can't. The feds step in and say that's not allowed. You know what? This socialist that you, uh, that you met, people like her, they believe they're smarter than everyone else. They're uh, central planners of the lowest order. They're people that believe they know how the world should be run, and if you would just put it in their hands, everything would be fine. They would be able to control everything. In fact, she believes that she's smarter than every single person that works for Walmart. She well, believes. She, hmm? she actually claims to understand some of my libertarian uh, ideas. 
Just because she's the, heard the word doesn't mean she understands them. Go right. Ahead. And I, as I talked to her, I started to realize that. But she still thinks there needs to be someone to organize everything. Yeah. But then you don't understand. And that's someone that's is the exact her. opposite of libertarian views. Right. I, I tried to explain to her that if everyone takes care of themselves and do what's best for them, mm -hmm. then we wouldn't have the problem. Most of the problems in the world, I think, come from other people, whether it's religious zealots or political leaders, trying to force their views on other people Absolutely. to let them live their lives. They oh, there's, come from there's, people like her. There's plenty of people coming from all different walks that want to um, you know, force whatever it is that they want to force on you, whether it's the people that think the, a community should be kept in its original, um, you know, the way I remember it when I was a kid. There's, uh, there's those people. I yep. hate them. Um, you know, at... Just the central planners, the ones that everybody's got they a know better it. way that you should live your right. life. Well, and you know course, what? Take your better way and stick it where the sun doesn't shine, because I'm busy living my life here. Thanks. Well, the irony of it all is they all believe their their way is the best, but yet they don't. They, for, for some reason, they can't c disconnect from that and realize that there are other people that think similarly, other socialists out there that have the same delusions of grandeur, that believe they are also the ones who have the best ideas, though their ideas may differ in some ways. They all have their intricate little plan that they want to impose on society. And if you just let them do it, then everything will be okay. But they, for some reason, don't realize that there's another socialist living down the street that has his own intricate plan that he wants to impose on society. For instance, Julia is, uh, is in this email conversation with this rabid socialist. We're trying to convince him to call the show, which I think would just be a blast. I don't know if he will, but uh, essentially, he's got this plan that he, as he puts it, requires, and it's just this grandiose, I can't even begin to explain it to you, this grandiose plan for the government to take over all industry, to abolish the uh, Federal Reserve notes. Right, and, to uh, do away with money in general. Cre yeah, to create, well, we, not really. They'd create a government credit system where the government would essentially pay everyone, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he says that this requires universal compliance, meaning... Everyone would have to go along with his plan. And it's just such fantasy on the part of these central planners to believe that they can mold and sculpt individuals to go along with what their plan is. It's absurd to the extreme. Well, that, that program, uh, that plan does have a long history of success, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, in his mind. But, but the good news from this weekend, I did get her to come around on the uh, drug legalization. Mm-hmm. Her concern was driving while intoxicated, okay. uh, let's say with marijuana, and her, she's mainly against marijuana because there's no test to see if someone is high while they're driving. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, this is the biggest issue that stops marijuana legalization, and I say the way to, to um, approach that for anybody who's for it is, well, let's legalize the drug and then double the penalties for driving while intoxicated. Well, Ian this doesn't was agree. my argument, Mark, and I, I think this makes a lot of sense. Okay. There is no test for that right now because there's no need for that test. Right. If it were legal and if it were a law, I think the marketplace would develop that test if there was a need for it. But there's not because marijuana-induced uh, drivers just aren't causing problems. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for the story. 800-259-9231. Have you had to deal with a socialist recently? What's your story? Socialist Encounters, 800-259-9231, or bring up whatever's on your mind. On the way, we're going to talk Ron Paul. There's some news, I guess, with him, Mark? Something well, about Ron Paul? running for president, and there's some uh, advice on how to get him elected. We'll find out what that is. Your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You take control by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. For all your voiceover IP needs, packet 8.net. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. That does include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And get registered right now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum this weekend. That's Friday the, uh, the 23rd through the 25th. Meet libertarian superstars like John Stossel. You know him from ABC's 2020. Michael Badnarik, Ron Paul, who we're going to talk about here in moments. Uh, Sharon Harris, Jim Babka. Free Talk Live is going to be there. There's so many people. Influential libertarians from all around America are going to be in attendance, and you should as well. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum for more information and to get registered. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. As we go to the phones, to the fun, let's talk to David in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, David. Howdy. Uh, I'd like to talk about insurance, but first, uh, the problem with the marijuana and driving is uh, the THC stays in your system for a month. Yep, that is a problem. Right, it's difficult to uh, just figure out from your analysis test whether a person's stoned or not. The insurance company, I think, has grown into an arm of government and control, I think, because the government and insurance companies are in cahoots with each other. Like, they make laws... To well, use, that, that's, to that's, use their product. Like that's a general I make, statement. I make drums. I wish that there was a law that everybody got to buy a drum. Yeah. You know? What kind of drums it, do you make, Dave? Oh, any kind. You know, hand-carved wood out of cedar, cottonwood, oh, wood. Gold, that's pretty cool. Elk, nice so, big ones. So now, anyway, it, wouldn't it be nice for the government to say, okay, everybody has to buy a drum? Well, I don't care about your drums. I care about radio commercials. That's what the people really need to be mandating. <laughs> yeah, right. Or everybody has to listen to your station, right? Right. right. Now, now so, we certainly so are. So now, now yes. we're into this, like, that's not fair to the, to the free market, isn't it? No, right? Right. So, well, so if everybody needs the insurance because we got all expensive stuff, mm-hmm. I think it should be done to a point where it supports itself and and does its job. I agree with and you. And not be a source of a economic engine and an arm of control through policies. David, I see where you're coming from. You're you're disturbed I, that uh, there's a lot of mandates. Kid, I used to bring my kid uh Tubin on the ski hill. Mm-hmm. Ever since he was 2 years old up, you know, and one day he was like 7. We were going up there to go Tubin like we always do. Okay. And they say he can't go. He's got to be 8. And I say why? Was, ever since he was 2, we've been Tubin. I went right through the manager and then right to the top guy, and he says, hey, it comes down to our new policy. It says you got to be over eight to go tubing. And I was like, no Man, way. Bummer. They, they, and the kid was all upset. He couldn't go tubing, and he's been tubing ever since he was two sure, up there. Right. You know? Is that like snow tubing? And, but you like could go sledding? to the top of the mountain and take him on skis and bring him down on skis if he was one and a half. They hmm. didn't have – so – 
And was that an insurance company rule? Was that an insurance rule, or was that just a company rule? Part of their new policy, they change insurance companies or something. Well, now, now, David, I understand where you're coming from, and but but to be fair to the insurance companies out there, they're also heavily regulated. I mean, not only are there regulations mandating insurance, but the the insurance companies also have a lot of laws they have to curtain both sides of the business. And, and it has yes. to be revised. Well, you know what? Yeah. Here in New Hampshire, there's no mandate. This is unusual. I, th- I don't know if there are any other states like this, but there's no mandate for automobile insurance here in New Hampshire. You can drive well, for a car. A home, for, to buy a home, to run a business, to, you know, they, they, got, their hand, they got their hand in everything. Yeah, they really do. And uh, what we need to do is just get the government out of it and then let people make their own decisions as to what they want to buy. David, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate hearing from you as always. 1-800-259-9231. Learn something new about Dave tonight. You know, drum maker. he makes drums. Yeah. You know, it makes me nervous that in New Hampshire you don't have to have uh, any kind of uh, insurance. Now, uh, quite honestly, in Florida, the only insurance you had to have was personal injury, mm-hmm. um, which essentially covered the person that you hit for, I think, up to $20,000 in hospital did, damages. Did, did that mandate stop people from driving uninsured? I don't think that it did. No. Um, but I would think that the mandate to have insurance would cause some people to um, have insurance as a result. Um, Maybe. In in Florida, it's yeah. It's amazing that society Everybody's, exists here in New Hampshire, isn't it? Uh, uh, well, uh, what I'm saying is, is I think that uh, it it gets it gets kind of weird when you get down to somebody who has nothing. Um, suppose you get hit by a you know 18 year old who essentially you know just barely managed to scrape together the money money for a car as it is, and uh, that 18 year old screwed. Why is that? He doesn't have insurance. Right, he doesn't have insurance. But then what? I mean, you know, you sue him, and what do you get? They put a lien on his. Well, you can buy insurance to protect you from uninsured drivers. You understand that? Sure. Right? So there's your solution. And and I and I will have that insurance. Well, there you go. 1-800-259-9231 is the toll-free packet 8 line. Ron Paul, Mark, what's the latest? Uh, I guess the latest is he's considering a run for president. I don't think it's been officially announced quite yet. I've heard rumors that it has been, but I would think if it was official, I'd see more than just rumors. I... Uh I don't think it's it's not official yet, but He's anyway, exploring the idea. There's you know the the internet is covered with Ron Paul stuff right now. Libertarians are on the warpath to get Ron Paul elected, and God bless them, I'm here for them. He's winning some very unscientific internet polls. Yes, he is. <laughs> so anyway, this is entitled "How to Elect Ron Paul as the Next President of the United States." I'd like to know. Libertarians and constitutionalists need to jump ship. If you're a libertarian or a constitutionalist and you live in a state that has closed primaries, you need to join, if only temporarily, the Republican Party so you can vote for Ron Paul. He was, after all, the 1988 Libertarian Party. Hey, we don't have to do that here in New Hampshire. No, not in New Hampshire. Here in New Hampshire, uh, you can just go to the primary, and if you're an undeclared voter, then you can essentially declare your affiliation on the day of the primary so you can walk into the voting place and say, today... I'd like to be a Republican. And then you get the Republican primary ballot. You go and you uh, you vote on it. You put it in the little box, and then you are undeclared when you leave. And it really only matters, um, you know, what member of what team you are when, you know, on the day of primaries. Yep. So <laughs> registering as a libertarian in a particular state doesn't really do you a heck of a lot of good. Yeah. It You know, it's, it's just being able to say we have that many re- registered libertarians in such and such state. Okay. Because, so I mean, there's not on. too many libertarian primaries. So Ron Paul, sorry. No, uh, Ron Paul was the uh, 1988 uh, Libertarian Party nominee for the presidency. He is now reaching for it again, this time with the possible support of a major party and a greater chance. The primaries are going to be the biggest hurdle for his campaign, and he needs your support now more than ever. 
especially since he will be up against the likes of John McCain and Rudy Giuliani. And, uh. Yeah, if he doesn't make it through the primaries, he will easily. Be, if he does make it through, excuse me, if he does make it through the primaries, he will be easily be elected as the next president of the United States with the backing of libertarians, constitutionalists, and Republicans. There will be no way for the Democratic nominee to come out on top. You know, I don't see. I I think they're right in that assertion. If Ron Paul can win the primary, I think he could very well run away with the 2008 election. I mean, because he's going to get up there and talk liberty. I, I agree with you. I think that his biggest thing standing against him is his age. He will and be the, the fact that he'll be with the Republican Party. He will be the oldest. Um, well, I don't They've had, their, their bridge has been on fire for the last five years because of George Bush. I that, mean, that is a problem, but um, Republicans still love the Republican Party, and he's going to bring a whole... He's, he's the anti-George Bush. He's the opposite. It's true. Uh, inside of the Republican Party. He's the antithesis. If he attacks George Bush enough during his campaign, I think he'll show everybody that, uh, that he's something else. Mm-hmm. So anyway, here's the trick. Swallow your pride, join the Republican Party. Then we might just nah, end okay. up... Well, don't have to do that. Well, you don't have to do that, but other people do. Um, and actually, other you don't have to... It will be very helpful. Yeah. You, you, you don't have to actually join the party. You can just register as a Republican. Right. Well, so there's a difference. True. Register as a Republican. Right. Um, change your registration. The hell to, with joining the party. And that way, when it primary time rolls around in a few months, you'll be ready. Right, because in many states... Uh, in a few months. Well, in some states, it's getting close, isn't it? I don't know. I guess I just don't know much about primaries. Yeah. I don't know. I, I usually, I, you know what? I, I don't know much about them either. 800-259-9231. Are there more tips there as to how we can get no, Ron elected? No, <laughs> Oh, that was it. Just yeah. sign up for the Republicans and well, vote for them? It's it's something that needs to be done soon. 800-259-9231. It probably wouldn't hurt to tell a few friends about Ron Paul. Oh, absolutely. Well. He seems like a pretty good guy, though. I do have some bones I want to pick with him, and I hope we can get him on the air during the Liberty Forum for, uh, for an interview, because I am ready to... Uh, to attack very nicely attack Ron for a few of his beliefs. More is on the way. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on this site are totally free, so enjoy those. They're on us. Though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The concept is simple. The idea is, if you like the show, send us 3 bucks a month. And we'll take that money in and turn it around into promoting Free Talk Live, to getting the show on more radio stations, to uh, expanding our coverage on the existing stations we're on, to getting more Internet listeners on board, and thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. So if you like that idea, and you also want to get your hands on some perks, there are special things that the amplifiers do have access to. Amp.freetalklive.com is the place to go. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Do you have a child in your life? Be they son, daughter, or sibling, give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Joel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. Give your special child A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich. Order it at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com. Or call 1-800-657-5066. That's 800-657-5066. In case you've doubted... That the government considers you a child. Now, if you are actually a child, then, well, you don't have to listen to this part. But most of our listeners are adults. but uh, Or close to adults. People who are definitely not children are listening to Free Talk Live. But in case you've doubted that the government considers you a child, here is a perfect example, a, a perfect story 
that uh, that exemplifies how government feels about you. From Lubbock, Texas, the AP reporting, there's been a dust-up over a strip show in Lubbock. Police raided a sports bar recently during a sold-out Chippendale show for women. They arrested all of the dancers and angered all of the women. The raid came half an hour into the first of three planned shows. Eight dancers were arrested, along with the, club, uh, the club's manager, the manager of the Chippendales, and the show's promoter as well. Lubbock officials say the dancers were in violation of a city ordinance that prohibits contact between entertainers and patrons. Mm. Several hundred female patrons, and we'll get some quotes from a different article from, the uh, I think, the police chief. The bar's owner, or several, by the way, several hundred female patrons protested loudly, shouting, Bring them back! Bring them back! And the city council sucks! The city council sucks! <laughs> the bar's owner says he did everything possible to comply with the ordinance and thinks police were just bent on shutting his place down. Police say they're going to seek an arrest warrant on him, too. Now, that's... I mean, that was enough right there just to give you a perfect example of how the government considers you their little child, and they're going to take care of you. You can't have these people come into your business. You can't have sexy things going on in your private business. You're just a little child, and you can't see sexy things. Shame on you. We're going to throw you in a jail cell. And that's essentially what they uh, are doing here. In fact, to ask Scott Stevenson, the owner of Jake Sports Cafe, what happened Friday night, he's got a lot of questions. But Lubbock Police Chief Claude Jones, this from KAMC 28, uh, Lubbock Police Chief Cla- Claude Jones is seeking some answers, saying, quote, We're preparing a case and evidence to present to the district attorney's office, and I'm sure that will be done within a week to the next couple of days. Chief Jones says the basic breakdown is this. Jake's Sports Bar does not have a sexually oriented business permit. Ah, but permit. They held a sexually oriented performance, and he says some of the things that took place during that performance violated rules that would have been in place even if they had a permit. Get this, quote, Some of the things they could not have done is getting their pelvic area in front of the faces of the women there and doing pelvic thrusts towards the women's face and taking tips at the time, getting behind them, taking their hands, and pushing it down to the waistline. Those types of performances is what crossed the line, says Police Chief Claude Jones. So, <laughs> you believe They're this? They're so busy with all the stuff. Yeah. You know, just go... the rapists and the murderers? Could you, could, could you please really find some some laws worth enforcing? I mean, it would. I know it would be a lot easier if the, the robbers would say, hey, we're robbing here, like they did with the Chippendales dancers. Yeah. But, you know, just go out and, and, and enforce some real crimes. Please, uh, you know, enforce the laws on real crimes. Well, apparently... Everybody here was doing something voluntarily. Yes, believe it or not, they were. In fact, 1,100 people bought tickets for the shows on Friday. And many are calling the ordinance ridiculous. Of course, they're absolutely right. But for Scott Stevenson, the owner of the club, uh, this was all about a good time, and it's about time to get past this. He says, I think Lubbock's ready to move on, and I'm ready to move on. Several officers were on hand at the start of the performance, and Chief Jones says that's the way they've handled performances like this in the past. But he says in those cases, business owners had the appropriate permits, and things went off without a hitch. He said Stevenson was aware officers would be there to observe. So, I mean, is there any doubt... That what we're talking about here, that what we're dealing with, is nothing more than an armed gang of thugs. <laughs> well, they're they're sitting there making sure that everything just goes off properly. Looky here, Mr. Stevenson. You didn't apply for your permit, son. I'm afraid we're just going to have to arrest you now, because, well, we own you. We own your business. 
We own everything about your life. You don't get to do anything unless you ask us for permission. Well, who the hell are you? Who, who are you people? We're the law around Where here somewhere. You, no, you're not. You're a bunch of strangers in silly little outfits carrying flashy badges around. Who the hell do you think you are? They think they're in charge, and Lubbock, they are. Lubbock City Council or several uh, Lubbock City Council member Gary Boren says the sexually oriented business ordinance is in place for a reason, Mark. Of course it is. Some of them being they can exist in areas close to schools, parks, and daycares, and having a sexually oriented business also enables the public to speak for or against that establishment. I mean, come on, Mark. Obviously, without these permits. Then anybody could just go and open themselves a sexually oriented business, and the public would have nothing to say about it. Or uh, would they? Well, oh, wait a minute. When you open a business, if no one wants your business, they don't come through your doors, and inevitably you're going to run out of money and go out of business. So when you open a business, the public does speak by virtue as to whether or not they actually come to patronize your business. Of course, the government officials will never admit to that. And uh, the ticket holders were definitely upset after the arrest, but the police stand behind their decision. Some residents around town say they feel the arrests weren't necessary. Others say if they broke the law, they should pay the price, because the law matters. Yes, it does. It's the law, the law for the law's sake. The audience doesn't mind them. If the audience doesn't mind them thrusting or doing whatever, then I don't know what the big deal is, really, says Nadine Johnson. Uh, I agree. Uh there are 1,100 people that bought tickets to see some Chippendales shake their stuff. And the Chippendales knew that it was all a voluntary uh, occurrence. And the, the excuse about parks and schools and daycares, what? This well, is a Friday night uh, deal where I don't think their schools were open. And I don't think there's a right, daycare most, center that's going to have a bunch of kids bust out the door, run schools, over across the street to Jake's Sports <laughs> Bar, and go and see the Chippendale show. Most schools are closed down by 3 p.m., um, certainly by five or six, everybody's gone from daycare. It would seem like to me, right. I, you know, maybe I live in a fantasy world, but uh, none of these places are getting, are are doing Chippendales shows that early in the afternoon. These Chippendale shows go on at eight at the earliest nine, right. and they're not doing 10, it in the parking 11. lot either. They're no. not doing it in the parking lot. It's a private show, and I would guess they probably have a door a doorman, somebody who's at the door taking a cover charge from people, mm-hmm. uh, taking tickets from people. So if for some reason there was a young child who happened to saunter by, say someone whose parents aren't taking very good care of him, maybe a a young ten year old who's out and about uh, strolling, ten year old and his friends out and about, or her friends out and about strolling Bicycles. around. Uh, on their bicycles, and they happen to see a Chippendales, uh, the marquee for uh, for Jake's Sports Cafe, Chippendales tonight, eight o'clock. Of course, if you're ten years old, do you know what a Chippendale is? You I, know what? They might think it's Chippendale from the Disney cartoon, and that might actually entice them to go up and see what's going on. Hey, Chippendale are here. Let's go see what this is. I don't think you have a c- clear picture of ten year olds, but um, then by the time they get to. Uh, Wait, you don't think 10-year-olds like Chip and Dale? Is that too no, young for them? I, I think it is. I think, te- you know, you're well, talking whatever. about six, seven. Okay, so there's six-year-olds out at night, and uh, they're, they're, they see Chip and <laughs> Dale. big wheels? Presuming they can even read the marquee, uh, they see Chip and Dale on the <laughs> sign, and then they approach the door. They can't probably open the door. Sometimes doors can be kind of heavy. But, uh, you know, I think that bouncer at the door is probably not going to let the kids in the club. I, You know, I'm going out on a limb with this, Mark, but... I mean, if you were running a club and there were 1,100 adult women in the club and you were having Chippendales perform, do you think you'd allow the six-year-old in? Maybe she's got ten bucks. No, I don't think so. Sounds ridiculous. This is absurd. 
We do not need permits to have adult shows. Adults can make decisions for their own selves as to whether or not they want to see entertainment like this. And if they don't want it, they can stay home and read their Bibles. How about that? Is that too outrageous? You can't shake your head. You're on the radio. No, I'm I'm flabbergasted by the whole thing. I think, you know, it's it's But you shouldn't be flabbergasted. They've been picking on strip clubs with women performers for the longest time. The only thing that's different about this is it didn't happen in a strip club, and it was Chippendales. Yeah, you're right. It's just, just Chippendales aren't in the news very often. But this happens all the time. Bars have Chippendales events all the time. Apparently not in Lubbock, Texas, Mark, and not without the permits. 1-800-259-9231. Hour 3 is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Chuck in Japan coming up. Your calls as well. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That would be the packet8.net toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. There's a bunch of stuff there, and it's all totally free. In fact, Mark, I believe that uh, we've claimed in the past, and uh, it is yet to be refuted, that Free Talk Live has the most content. More content on our website than any other radio talk show host website out there. And more content for free, even compared to their membership areas. We have more stuff for free. Yeah, both of those things are true. They have to be. And somebody misheard that one night when, I I guess we didn't make it clear, somebody had misheard that and emailed me saying, well, Loveline, they've got free archives too. No, no, it wasn't just that we have free archives. It's that we have more content than anyone else. And that includes over a thousand pages on the wiki, the bulletin board system with over two, almost two hundred thousand posts. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, and it's all for free. FreeTalkLive.com. Let's go to the phones to Chuck in Japan. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Chuck. Hey there, Ian. I was wondering, is there any chance of you having uh, Brian Doherty on the program to interview, who wrote the new history of the libertarian movement? Come on, this is you guys Chuck. read that or looked at that book at this all? This isn't Chuck. This is uh, the Celestrian. This is Brandon. Oh, come on. Who is this? It's not Chuck. No, this book. Why, why am I Brandon? I don't know. You sound like it. The book that you're uh, that you're referring to is actually for sale at uh, Laissez-Faire Books. Why do you ask about that? Oh, I've just been uh, reading about it in the past, and it just seems like a really you, there's never been you know any history of the libertarian movement so far, and I think it would be interesting to get your guys' take on the book if possible. So you have read the book and you liked it, or you would would like to know what the book is like? I started it, but but yeah. Well, real quick, um, I'd like to I'd say like that to February's winner of the Lysander Spooner Award, Radicals for Capitalism, is a freewheeling history of the modern American libertarian movement by Brian Dougherty. It outlines both the history of libertarianism, libertarianism and the true influence yet to come. Check this out and many other books on, and videos on liberty at lfb.com. That's laissez-faire books at lfb.com. Yeah, you know, as far as having authors on the show, it doesn't happen very often on Free Talk Live. Um, you know, it just I just don't like pimping books that often. Um, okay. Because I mean, if you have one author on the show, then they all want to come on the there's show. There's a lot of books out there, and right. I think that... Uh, there's a lot know, of great books out we there. Have, we have made some um, huge concessions in our uh, our ad rates in order to have laissez-faire books as an advertiser, um, and you know we want to have them, so doing the live reads is probably about as close as we're going to get. But if you finish the book and you want to tell us what you thought and maybe summarize it for us, that would work. A little book review from one of our listeners I wouldn't be opposed to. 
Okay. So thanks for the call, Chuck. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Kurt in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amplifier line. Hey, Kurt. Hi, Ian. Hi, Mark. How are you tonight? Good, sir. Super. What's on your mind? Just want to start off with my obligatory thank you for what you do. Uh, you're one of the only radio shows on uh, that actually raises the intelligence level out there. <laughs> well, we try. Uh, well, I, I like to talk about Brother Cletus. I just listened to that program last night, and I, I, I couldn't stop laughing. Okay. Um, to those people out there who feel that religion should be the law, especially the Christian religion, let's remember that there's only one commandment that is hard and fast a law. Which one's that? Thou shalt not steal. Everything else is is open to interpretation. Oh, isn't there a thou shalt not kill? Yes, but you can kill in self-defense. Because there's no True. asterisk in the Ten Commandments that says, unless, of course, someone's going to kill you. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, everything else is, is, in, is in open to interpretation. And another thing I'd like to, to ask about, you know, when you, when you got into the, you know, uh, sex should only happen between uh, married people. That was what I, I didn't I, get I, into that. That's what uh, the uh, religious zealots right. were saying. Well, my question is, is if you buy porn where the actors are married, is that then okay? Uh. <laughs> and, and, then, and then since my wife and I got married in a ceremony where God was not mentioned once, are we married? Ooh, that's a good question. Another thing is, is you know, what is marriage? I mean, back in Abraham's time, did they have a, a government official that came out? I don't think, I don't so. think so. I mean, who married Abraham and Sarah? Um, so, I mean, marriage. I think to, to, to what, to, from what I can tell, is union, sex between a man and a woman, hmm. and it's okay in the Bible to have more than one wife. So, yeah, you know, how? But come that's it's, not okay with Christians these days, is it? No, it's not. Huh. Appa- what changed? Apparent, apparent, well, you know, the the societal norms and the then Bible didn't change. Jesus is, you know, the societal norm as as far as you know, he backs up all the societal norms as far as they're concerned. Kurt. Well, just remember, the smartest guy in the Bible had 900 wives. Who was that? Anyway, Solomon. Th- um, that would have been David. But hmm. thank you very much again for what you do, and I will keep on listening thank and you, keep Kurt. on amping, and I, I suggest everyone do the same. Appreciate your call, sir. Thank you. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Dave in New Hampshire. Apparently some breaking news. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark. Hello. Yeah, I just uh, spotted on the uh, Ed Brown blog that... Um, uh, his wife has apparently run the electronic blockade and uh, made an escape, and she's back at his house. Seriously? This, is this confirmed? Like, this is uh, for sure? That's what Ed said Wow! Uh, on, on his audio blog. Someone called in, because you know, they call him every day to get a report from him, and they broadcast the conversation on their on their Quest for a Fair Trial blog. That is big news. Yeah, I know people have been sort of... I, I got a few emails from people asking, well, why haven't we been covering the Ed Brown situation? I've been checking in from time to time, and honestly, there hasn't been much that has occurred. It's pretty much just the same old, same old Ed sitting at home, waiting for something to happen. Nothing's happening. Uh, there's been some there's been some controversy. Uh, some people have suggested that he's been infiltrated by federal agents. Uh, some people have suggested that uh, certain people have come in there and they're leading him down the wrong path. Uh, there, Ed's uh, seems like he's been a little bit confused recently. But beyond that, nothing much has happened. This is huge news, Dave, and I'm glad you <laughs> called in to alert us to it because what had happened was Elaine, his wife had uh, gone back to court when Ed stayed home. And again, this is uh, in case you're just tuning in, Ed Brown, he's being persecuted by the federal government for not allegedly not paying taxes. And uh, he's holed up in his home essentially saying, screw you, I'm not going to jail, uh, come and get me. And he's willing to fight um, if they try to come and get him. 
But what happened was his wife went back to court when he stayed home, and they said, all right, they found her guilty, and the judge ordered her to not return home to the Ed Brown household in Plainfield, New Hampshire. She was ordered to wear a uh, an ankle tracking bracelet, or an ankle an anklet, I suppose, and uh, she was ordered to stay at her son's house in Massachusetts until the sentencing hearing, which is supposed to go on in late April. Now you're saying she has essentially gone ahead and left her son's house and gone to Ed Brown's house in violation of the judge's order. Um, is there any other comment from from Ed Brown on this is in regards to why or what her uh, mentality is, what's going on? Yeah, there were several things he had to say in the interview. Uh, first, he said that she, she was committing an act of civil disobedience, is what he called it, which is great. I love awesome. to hear Ed talking about that. Yeah. And um, he also seemed to be sort of hitting his stride, you know. Uh, it was like he sort of bounced at, back out of that state of kind of, you know, you know, uh, multi-direction that he had been kind of going in for the right. last Right, well, and, and, and that makes sense. I mean, he was, uh, we, when we went to see him, or when I went to see him with uh, my friends from here in Keene, he was definitely a little bit out of it. I mean, he had lost his wife, and he felt like it was over as far as their uh, their relationship was concerned. So I guess they've patched it up. She's back in his life. She's back at home. And it sounds like, the, uh, I mean, I guess they're going to make the stand together because at this point, she's violated the judge's order, as you say, civil disobedience. If she tries to leave Ed's house, uh, they're going to they're gonna pick her up. That's correct. So now she's in for the long haul. Wow. Uh, you know, hopefully, I hope it will be a long haul. That's um, tremendous. I think I, you know, I think their chances for a long haul got better and worse at the same time. You know, because now the feds will be more reluctant to go in there because now they know there's one more person that's always there. Yep. The woman, she's not at all a threat to them. Not, you know, not in even a defensive sense, probably. I don't know. And, Ed Brown carries a 911 in his belt. He might have, uh, you know, he and his wife may have gone out to the gun range. Yeah, 1911. <laughs> well, I guess that's possible. They have to make that assumption, I guess. When, right. You know, on a tactical level. So you're right. But, this is uh, definitely yeah, going to tick know, off the just, feds. This is definitely going to make just, them angry. Yeah, possibly. But it's just, you know, I think this is going to be a real morale booster for Ed. It already seems to be. Another thing that he said was, um, he said this is going to be a real problem for the feds, is what he said. Yeah, it sure is, uh, because now they've got two Browns to deal with again. And I think it's fantastic news. Dave, keep us in the loop, uh, as always. We appreciate hearing from you. Are you? I know you're a busy guy, but are you going to have time to stop in this weekend at the uh, the Liberty Forum? Oh, sure. I think I will. I mean, if I get called into work every day, I might come up just briefly. Um, but uh, if I don't get called into work, I'm planning on being there at least two days. Looking forward to seeing you there, and thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you at 1-800-259-9231. The latest on the Ed Brown situation, Elaine Brown returning back home in, in violation of the court order. I think that's great. Sounds like good news to me. More on the way. Your calls uh, about whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The minimum wage and its destruction. We'll tell you about it coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free, bring up anything. 800-259-9231 is the packet 8.net toll free line. And it's Ian here with And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, and that does include the bulletin board system. 200,000 posts uh, and over 1,400 people interacting. It's all totally free. bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Who's the most pro-liberty individual in the United States Congress? Ooh, it's Ron Paul. Yep, it is Ron Paul. Register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum this weekend. 
right there up in Concord, New Hampshire. Meet presidential candidate Congressperson Ron Paul and other influential people who support your freedom. Register at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. I am prepared for this, Mark. I am ready to be excited because I, I predict it is going to be a very exciting event. Now, we've been here in New Hampshire for six months almost. Yeah, sounds about right. And uh, the first time, when we first arrived, there was a kind of a meet and greet that goes on every month where people who are new to the Monadnock region, that's the area of New Hampshire we live in, are invited to come and meet the people who've been here for a little while. That's, that's what it is. A meet and, and eat greet. pizza. Yeah, and eat some pizza and hang out and socialize. And we went to that, and there was a tremendous amount of people that showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 to 40 people, I would say, were there. And I was just astounded at being in the uh, a room with so many people who had just come out to say hello, essentially. Mm -hmm. I mean, this wasn't an activism event. This wasn't anything else. It was just people coming to say, hi, welcome to New Hampshire. We're glad you're here. And uh, it was just tremendous. Now, the Liberty Forum, I'm preparing myself for this because there's going to be a lot more than 40 people at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Uh, I'm expecting a few hundred people. I haven't actually asked how many people are are registered for this. I guess a few few hundred. But uh, it's going to be big. It's going to be an awesome feeling to be around that many other people who have similar mindsets. We may not all agree on 100% of the issues, but I'd say we're probably in the 90 percentile range. Right. Uh, these are people. Pretty much everybody there is going to be, you know, fall into the libertarian uh, category of the uh, world's smallest political quiz. Yep. And uh, these are people who are like-minded individuals. It's going to be a really good time, and I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to meeting a number of you. And uh, it's this weekend. So, freestateproject.org/slash/libertyforum. Let's go to the phones to the amplifier line and Ryan in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Uh, someone called in a little earlier about uh, applying religion to laws. Yeah. Now, that's a bad idea to begin with, but let's be honest here of the Ten Commandments, which aren't really the actual Ten Commandments, but what we refer to them as, there are actually three of them that are that are good. Okay, what three? That's, don't steal, don't murder, lose a little bit in translation, but it's don't murder, okay. and don't lie against your neighbor. Not don't lie, but don't basically frame your neighbor. Right. There's one about framing your neighbor in there? Well, bear false witness. Oh, okay. It says, that, that, that's the way that the wording is, um, but just like it says, thou shalt not kill, it doesn't mean kill. It's a bad translation from murder. Mm. Just like bear false witness against your neighbor means basically lie about somebody to harm them. Well, what about gotcha. the covet and, uh, you know, the honor your father and mother, commit adultery? What about those? Well, first of all, some of those are just, if you want to be libertarian, you it's incompatible. And as far as coveting, if it weren't for coveting, the capitalist system would collapse. Interesting point. That, that's what runs our society, is you want something better. Hmm. I guess that's true. Um, you know, but all these laws, um, according what I've been taught, and that doesn't make it necessarily true, but my, what I've been taught is that the New Testament puts to rest all of uh, these laws and basically, you know, supplants them with two. Uh, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, that those are them. That's and, not a good one, though, because if you hate yourself, then that's no good. And the problem is, is I may very want to, very well want to be punished for looking at porn. 
Mm. So therefore, I would, you know, you want to make a law to punish others, right? So there's, yeah. th- th- this is, you know, some of the the, the more weirder parts of uh, Christianity is that, right. you know, th- this is sin, and I don't want to be doing this particular sin. So therefore, that's why Christians often feel um, that it's a good idea to legislate morality. The fact is, while the Bible might be a good book, it's not uh, something you should live your life by. It's just, it's just not. then there's the good golden rule, which is treat people the way you wouldn't like to be treated. Treat them you would expect yourself to be treated. Treat them the way what now? Say again? Treat people the way you would expect them to treat you. Yeah, but that doesn't work either, because if you expect people to be lousy, then you treat people lousy. So that doesn't work. But nonetheless, uh, just how about just leave people how about just leave people alone? Let people live their lives how they want, and uh, you live yours how you want, as long as you don't hurt anybody else. How about that one? Well, that's incompatible with basically all the major religions that proselytize. But well, we'll just have to get rid of them. Wishful Thanks. thinking, but I'd love it. Thanks for the call, Ryan. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I'm not serious about getting rid of the religions. I'm just talking about getting it out of my life personally, which I've already done. I don't care. If you want to be religious and go to your church or do your little worship in the forest with your druids or whatever it is that you do... That's your business. Well, thanks for all that freedom there, buddy. What? Well, thanks. I'm not granting you anything. I'm just saying it's none of my business. Go ahead. Just don't sacrifice anybody, okay? Although, I guess if they want to consent to it, then that's another story. Oh, God. 1-800-259-9231, like happened in Germany a few years ago. Yeah, the that, guy that got slaughtered. Uh, he didn't, he didn't, the cannibal. Didn't, yeah, he didn't consent to uh, being sacrificed, just slaughtered. Well, okay, whatever. <sighs> There could have been a, there, you know, there could have been an altar involved, in which case it would have been a sacrifice. Right, there could have been, but there wasn't. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one to the minimum wage and how destructive it can be. It always is, in fact. Whenever the minimum wage is raised, people suffer. We've made that allegation in the past on Free Talk Live. We've claimed it's been backed up by science. We've claimed it's been backed up by studies. And people don't want to hear that, though. No, they, they don't. They, they want to hear that, well, we've put this wage in place to help people. Wage, um, the, the, the wage earner, the, the primary wage earner in a household that's only getting minimum wage, that person, yeah. that really unlikely individual. Well, it says here, oh, for the days... Where when, is here? Where is here? It's the Arizona Republic. Okay. Oh, for the days when Arizona's high school students could roll pizza dough, sweep up sticky floors in theaters, or scoop ice cream without worrying about ballot initiatives affecting their earning power. Hmm. Uh, that's certainly not the case under the state's new minimum wage law that went into effect last month. Da, 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 da. We're saving everyone, helping everyone with more money, just going to pour it into their pockets. It's going to help everyone, won't it? Some Valley employers, especially those in the food industry, say payroll budgets have risen so much that they're cutting hours, hmm. instituting hiring freezes, oh. laying off employees. Oh, my. Yep. And teens are among the first workers to go. Get out of here. Well, what a surprise. Teen, probably teens um, and old people. Uh, well, people that have uh, trouble with English. People, yeah. yeah. Companies maintain the um, new wage is raised uh, that was raised to six seventy five per hour from five fifteen per hour to help the breadwinners and working poor families. Yay! Teens typically have other means of support, and and of course they yeah, don't need to sit learn at home, son. They don't need to learn how to get a job so that they can go out there. What they're doing is they're creating unskilled workers. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's ridiculous. They're creating useless people, people that uh, can't get jobs because they're just not available to them. Right. They don't know They don't know how to, what it takes to be a good employee. Uh, there's more, isn't there? Oh, there's the a great story. deal. 800-259-9231. How detrimental is the minimum wage? The fact is it hurts the very people it in, is intended to help, as so many government programs do. 1-800-259-9231. Your calls about whatever's on your mind. You take control of the airwaves. Are you a fan of the minimum wage? Do you think we're wrong about this? This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever's on your mind. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. They're free, including live streams, a broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you, totally free, freetalklive.com. And is there a young person that's important to you? Well, give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt. That's no way to start a life. Buy them A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com, 800 657 5066. Mark, we're talking about the minimum wage, and apparently Arizona has uh, jumped ahead of the federal government and gone ahead and increased their minimum wage, the state minimum wage, from five something to six seventy five. And of course, the politicians, no doubt, were crowing from the rooftops about how great they are and how wonderful they are. And boy, if it weren't for us politicians, then all of these minimum wage workers would be making. Pennies. That's right. Pennies We're helping hour. the breadwinners and working poor families. It's crap. Of course, they're uh, getting uh, college or high, college and high school kids uh, fired. Of course, you act as though people understand this. They don't understand it. People hear only what the politicians tell them. I... All they hear is the message of "We are helping people. We are raising the minimum wage." Doesn't that sound wonderful? And you know, it does sound wonderful. I mean. Who doesn't support the idea of helping poor people, uh, of of giving people assistance? Who doesn't? I mean, it sounds good, but unfortunately, it flies in the face of uh, the laws of economics and the free market, and therefore, it just doesn't work There's out. There's going to be consequences. Intended. Unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. Actually, these are predictable consequences. These are consequences that we have talked about time and time again on Free Talk Live when the minimum wage issue comes up. It's just that now... Here are the statistics. Here are the business owners telling you, hey, we've got to do – what are some of the, the three things they said they were going to do? They were going to uh, – they were cutting hours for right. their existing employees. Um, high, instituting hiring freezes. So nobody knew getting hired on board and cutting jobs, just cutting people out. Laying off employees. And yeah. who's getting hurt the most? Teenagers. Yep. Uh, also tend to low-skill people, uh, people who have tough time speaking English, mm-hmm. older people as well who are just in to make a few bucks – these are people who get cut out. The low-skill workers are getting cut out from these jobs. These are the jobs they need to develop working skills. When a teenager gets a job, his first job, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's never interacted with the public before. There's right. a lot of uh, things it's, that need to be learned. It's OJT time, and um, you know they, it's it's on the job training. It's just not worth, in, you know, paying somebody the the wages that you would a skilled worker. 
so that they can learn how to be a skilled worker. Yeah. And by skills, I mean like general working skills. Smiling when you talk to the customer. Right. Being nice and not being flippant to a customer. Punching in on time. Right. Yeah. Being on time so that you can punch in on time. All these things, man, they're not the easiest lessons in the world to learn. Yep. So what else happened as a result of this? Well, Increase. Mark Messner, um, owner of Pepe's Pizza um, in South Phoenix, estimates he's employed more than 2,000 high school students since 1990. He plans That's to awesome lay, of yeah, him. He, he plans to lay off three teenage workers and decrease hours worked oh, by man. others. Of his and you twi- know what they're going to do? They're going to they're hate him for it. Yeah, that's going to be his. It's, he's going to be the bad guy. Hey, man, you suck. Why'd you do this to me? What did I do to you? And he'll say, you didn't do anything. You're, I thought you were a good worker, but unfortunately, the state of Arizona has decided that I have to pay my workers more, and I just can't afford you anymore. Of his 25-person workforce, roughly 75% are in high school. Wow. I've had to go, um, go to some of my kids and say, look, my payroll's just increased 13%. Sorry, I don't have any hours for you. Yep. Messner's monthly cost to train him, uh, and that means the the existing employees have to pick up the ball. Yeah, if you if you've got to cut back hours sure. on employees that you already have at your store, that means the other employees have more responsibilities for the same for essentially the same pay. Instead of having uh, three waitresses on duty, you have two waitresses on duty. Well, I guess that doesn't really work in uh, wait staff because usually they get a a, le- a lower hourly wage. But instead of having three people in the kitchen, you have two people in the kitchen. So yep. those two people have to kick out the pies as fast as they can. Messner's monthly cost to uh, train an employee has jumped from $440 to 580 as the turnover rate remains high. We go to great lengths to hang on to our high school workers, but there are a lot of kids who come in and just get one paycheck in their pocket and they feel like they're living large and out the door they go. We never get our return on our investment when that happens. Jeez. For years, economists have uh, debated how minimum wage increases impact the uh, teenage workforce. The Employment Policies Institute in Washington, which has opposed the recent increases, cited 2003 data by Federal Reserve economists showing a 10% increase caused a 2% um, to 3% decrease in employment. That's increase in minimum wage. Now, the politicians can play that off, and they'll, they'll play it off, and they'll say, oh, well, it's, no, it's just a 2%. It's no big deal. We're helping people. We're helping people. Look, we've raised the minimum wage. Don't pay attention to those 2 3% people that just lost their jobs. Let's look at how we're helping people with the minimum wage. They just direct people away from It's a perfect example it. of how um, democracy works against the little guy. You know, here it is. The, the, they're the minority, the people, you know, people at the low end of the earning uh, schedule. And people say, yeah, we'd like to have a higher minimum wage because it'll increase union wages. It'll increase, uh, you know, everybody's wages will go up a little bit if you increase the minimum wage. That's it'll be a true. good thing. No, it's not true. But that's what people think. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of like raising the bar. So therefore, it has to go higher. And it doesn't. Not necessarily. So anyway, it also cited comments by noted economist Milton Friedman, who maintained a high teen unemployment rates are largely a result of minimum wage laws. After a wage hike, employers seek to take fewer chances on individuals with little education or experience, one institute research told lawmakers in 2004. Tom Kelly, owner of Mary Coyle Old, Mary Coyle Old Fashioned Ice Cream Parlor in Phoenix, voted for the minimum wage increase, but he said the new law has impacted us quite a bit. What a jerk. Yeah, well, he's, he, just doesn't, he doesn't understand either. It added about $2,000 per month in expenses. The store, which is employ, employs mostly teen workers, has cut back hours and has not replaced a couple of workers who quit. Amazing. Kelly raised wages of workers who already made above minimum wage to ensure pay scales stayed even. As a result... He's going to raise his prices. We have, a lot, um, we have to be run a lot more efficient and must increase menu prices yep. also. Well, most states... Uh, well, no, 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 now let's pause there. 
because that's something that we've also pointed out in the past. And in case you didn't believe us, here's a perfect example. When you raise the minimum wage, there are only certain things that business owners can do right. to account for it. They can cut back hours. They can cut staff. They can cut quality. So mm-hmm. they could have, for instance, bought crappier ice cream. Or they can raise prices. Right. And there's an example of how prices go up. So, essentially, you've destroyed, you've done nothing at all to give people more money in their pockets because Shh. prices are going up. Well, you have because some people are not going to buy ice cream as a result of those prices going up. But there up. are other prices that, uh, that go up around in, in other businesses. It, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't entirely work that way. Um, not entirely, price, but it's the true. The price is set by supply happens. and demand. It does happen because businesses say to themselves, I can't do anything else. And, f- and a Factor but, into the supply and demand is supply of workers and uh, and cost of workers and and that sort of thing. I, I so understand the what fact you're is prices tend to go up they after minimum to. wage increase. At least they go up at stores where people are being paid minimum wage. They go up at those locations, and that doesn't do uh, good for uh, people that like to buy ice cream. That doesn't do good for uh, minimum wage earners that might want to go out and purchase something from one of those stores. It doesn't give them any extra spending power at all. It's just something political to get votes. That's all the minimum wage is. That much is true. While most of the state's 124,067 workers between the ages of 16 and 19 made well above 5.15 per hour before the change, the new law has created real-life economic opportunities. What? That's what it's saying. Um, Lilia Hernandez brings home notably more under the new law. The 18-year-old who attends Metro Tech High uh, High School in Phoenix, works part-time at Central High School, is saving the extra money, maybe to put towards a used car. It doesn't explain how she gets extra money. Hernandez said she deserves the raise just like any other Arizona worker, (laughs) even if she still lives with her parents. I'm doing the best I can and working hard like everyone else. Baby, if you deserve the raise, your boss would give it to you. Well, not necessarily. About, um, if you if asked you, for you, it. Yeah, you have to demand a raise in the sense of um, the market. But she probably would have gotten it anyway. I don't think that the... Uh, it. Yeah, see, this is what, what they're doing now is yeah. after a whole article of pointing out the damage of the minimum wage, they're right. pointing out that one person benefited from it. It's not acceptable to harm others to benefit some. It's not right. Do you disagree? You take control of the airwaves. On the way, there's controversy over YouTube again. Of course. Uh, We'll get into that. Your calls as well about whatever you want to talk about. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want. Toll free. 800-259-9231. Even in these remaining moments... That's 1-800-259-9231, the packet 8.net, till free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, totally free, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying stuff from us. Uh, first of all, Free Talk Live branded merchandise is available right now at store.freetalklive.com. It is very high-quality product. This is not crap. Um, you're going to really like it. In fact, uh, it's been getting rave reviews from all the people that have been buying the Free Talk Live hats, Free Talk Live t-shirts. There are a variety of different types, different colors even. You don't just get just black. Of course, we have black, but there's also yellow, which, of course, are our two colors. Um, so there's t-shirts and hats, uh, free bumper stickers. There's also the Free Marketeer flag, DVD classic archive sets, all there at store.freetalklive.com. That is store. .freetalklive.com. And don't forget, you can also buy virtually everything else you'll need in life at Amazon.freetalklive.com. Our listeners ordered hundreds of products in the month of uh, January alone. 
of continuing to go there for their for all of their shopping needs. 35 categories of products, everything from the grocery store to the book section to uh, clothes, sporting goods, and more. It's all there at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you purchase through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your sales. So a great way to get your shopping done without even having to leave your computer. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Let's go to the phones, and then we'll talk YouTube. Let's go to Robert in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, I Robert. always had some uh, question about... The, I just got a Liberty Dollar, the $20, and I, I was wanting, how do you know, how do you spread that? How do you get other people turned on to it? Um, and how did you become a, an associate? And I w- want to know if you got you two or, you know, associates and... I am an you... associate, um, and Mark is not. No, I just... Uh, but get, you do like I, them. If, yeah, I like them, and whenever I want to get one, I get one from Ian. Yep, so um, what you do is you can go to dollar.freetalklive.com. That's dollar.freetalklive.com, and uh, that'll take you to the Liberty Dollar website, and it's essentially it's under my little associate number. So if you sign up, I get a spiff out of it. And, uh, the, of course, the best way to spread the Liberty Dollar is to spend them, is to uh, to get some, right. order some, and uh, and and go to local mom-and-pop businesses and also try, uh, try corporations as well. I got office smacks to, uh, to take them four times. Really? Um, before, okay. I, before I left Florida, and so, I had them take it a couple of times too. Yeah, really. And I get, and you know, what I like to recommend though is that um, be sure you um, you allay people's concerns. You want to be upfront right. with them. You want to let them know that when you're when you're handing them this piece of silver, that this is real silver, and therefore your bank's probably not going to let you deposit it. And right. secondly, if they get uh, buyer's remorse, give them your business card, give them your phone number, so they have a way to contact you, and that way they can say, Robert, you know, I've decided I don't want this thing after all. Can you come buy it back for me? In which case, you say, sure, and you go back um, and, and purchase it back. Um, if you actually offer that up front, it drastically reduces the chance that anybody's going to call you back. It happening. I like the idea of it staying in the community. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, well, no. it's it's a it's a brilliant concept, uh, and, and the, really the the most valuable part about the Liberty Dollar is it helps people understand. It brings the uh, the concept of real value backed currency uh, back right. into the minds of the American people. You drop that silver Liberty, which is an ounce of silver, real silver, into somebody's mm-hmm. hand, and it's amazing. Uh, l- just looking at the the, yeah. the response, uh, the the way they look, they sort of gawk at it sometimes. Hey, it's, you know? it's heavy. You could throw it and kill a man. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a heavy piece. Right. So yeah, they, yeah, it is. It's impressive. They know there's something special about it, and uh, and it really is. So more information available for you at dollar.freetalklive.com. Any other thoughts for us, Robert? I was just going to say, I think that would uh, that take care of this minimum wage problem, which is not a real problem. Uh, just like you guys say, it's just a political issue that politicians like to grab onto. But, uh, yeah, we went back to a hard money, you know, where we have a currency that actually appreciates and doesn't depreciate. There'll be no need for this minimum wage business. Well, that that much so, is true, uh, and the government also can't. Uh, essentially, they'd have a much more much more difficult time passing regulations on the Liberty Dollar as well, right. um, because yeah. it's an alternative currency. It's completely outside of the government, so it's useful exactly. from that aspect. Robert, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate thanks hearing a lot, from you. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yep, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Liberty dollars are exciting. Um, when when you get one in your hand, it's 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 an exciting feeling. Well, I remember when I came across the information. Um, Gosh, it's it's been years now since I first came across the Liberty Dollar. Mm-hmm. I was skeptical at first because I didn't actually come across it in person. I found it through just going on liberty-oriented websites and oh, there's what's this thing? Oh, Liberty Dollar, huh? Interesting. Was curious about it. Sounded interesting. Read the frequently asked questions file. Read more about it, and it honestly took me at least a year to decide to sign up. 
because I kept mulling it over in my head. I wasn't sure if it was a scam. I wasn't sure this is weird, this silver currency. What's all this about? I mean, I understood the concept, but I didn't quite really... There were some questions that I had, right, and that they weren't really resolved. Um, we didn't we didn't easily. fully understand uh, metal backed currencies until somewhere in like 2003 or 2004. I can't say I 100 percent fully understand it today. Well, no, but, but I, we I certainly understand. have a much better grasp upon it, and right. that's because when you join the the, uh, the Liberty Dollar organization, they send you a book, and uh, and it explains quite a bit about the history of currency. Um, what when it was metal-backed in the past, and things were good, <laughs> and then when the government got involved and started uh, creating this fiat crap that we have today, which is essentially the printing press version of currency, where there's nothing uh, backing the dollars at all. And that's not so good. In fact, it's really bad. In fact, it leads to, uh, that's what creates inflation, and uh, that is a, a hidden tax on all of your wealth. And it's really it's sad what we have going on in this country. It so, really is. Uh, so more support. Uh, the more support to the Liberty Dollar, the better. And by the way, I don't have a, an allegiance to the Liberty Dollar. I mean, I am an associate. I want to see more competition. I want to see two or three other uh, organizations get out there and offer an alternative currency competing with the Liberty Dollar. Let's have it. Yeah. I say more competition is a good thing. 1-800-259-9231. The media industry is clashing, according to Reuters, with YouTube over its proposal to offer anti-piracy tools only to companies that have distribution deals with the top online video sharing service. Media Insider said, YouTube, owned by Google, plans to introduce technology to help media companies identify pirated videos uploaded by users. But the tools are currently being offered as part of a broader negotiation on licensing deals, they said. The move contrasts with YouTube's biggest rival, News Corp's popular internet social network, MySpace, which said on Monday it would offer its own version of the copyright protection services for free. YouTube's, quote, proposition that they'll only protect copyrighted content if there's a business deal in place is unacceptable, said a spokesman for Viacom. One media industry source likened YouTube's policy to a mafia shakedown. Now, you know what this is? It's not a mafia shakedown at all. It's old media not understanding new media. It's the death throes of well, old media. They don't understand the demand of their customer base either. The, what do you mean? Well, the, the, the reason that YouTube is so uh, popular is because people want to see this video, in some cases pirated video, mm-hmm. on the internets. Yep. Well, if you want to see it, uh, you know, they, they, there's a demand there, and they're not filling the demand in any way, shape, or form. They're not allowing people to get to be able to see these clips. Now, most of the, the time... The old media, you mean. The mo- old media. Most of the time, what you're talking about is clips, little bits of shows. Mm-hmm. Like two um, minutes. Yeah, n- nothing very long. So I don't understand what their big complaint is. Essentially, what it is is a two-minute commercial for their product. Right. But well, God knows the- we wouldn't want that. Some companies have figured it out, and they've gone into licensing agreements with YouTube, and they're actually doing their own uploading of the content to YouTube. What they're concerned with is the users, who can be anybody anywhere, Mm -hmm. that'll upload uh, the full version of the show. So CBS might upload a two-minute comedy clip from one of their late-night shows, and somebody else somewhere in their den is going to upload the the full half an hour Mm -hmm. uh, to YouTube. And so that's what they're concerned with. And so these companies are angry that they won't have access to the copyright protection tools without having an agreement with YouTube. Well, screw you guys. You know what? It's their website, and they can do whatever they want to do. What they just don't understand is the technology. They don't understand the new media, and they're angry 
at their at the people that are fans of their content because that's what these uh, that's what they're dealing with they're dealing with a fanatic somebody who is so interested in one of their shows that they've taken the time to uh, to digitize it to video on the computer and then taken the time to upload it to the YouTube service this all takes time and effort and uh, and they're angry at those people they're upset. Instead of thinking of new and creative ways to reach these people that are watching the content right. with advertising. You must do it the way we want to do it. Right. Or Sorry. we're going to get angry and, and pound our fists on the table. Now, luckily, YouTube was acquired by Google, and Google has the funds. They've got the money to play ball with these people. And I don't think, I think they're, that's what they're the most angry about. They're the most angry that uh, th- this content, this, uh, this website has exploded in popularity, became so popular, Google paid over a billion dollars for it. I mean, that's tremendous. That's huge. Uh, Google uh, laid out the cash for this site, acquired it in. All of this happened. I mean, YouTube's pop- YouTube just appeared out of nowhere as of a couple years ago. And uh, the, the companies don't know how to deal with this. They move so fast. The Internet companies move so quickly and so agilely in, com- uh, in comparison to the big old media companies. They can just, they're just pounding their fists on the table saying, Mommy, government, help us! I don't think that government's going to help you because the Internet is going to run circles around you. You either adjust or you're going to die. It's Benny in here with you. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime. Freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.